Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic this week, meetings. Is this is this what we're doing a meeting? Um, that's a good question. If it was during work, I would call it a meeting for sure. I feel like every like my schedule during the off the like office hours is meetings. I don't know. That's a very good hmm. question. Uh, but no, I don't think it's a meeting. It's like a it's performance art. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kevin uh meetings um i i'm, I'm kind of curious to see where you want to take this uh you added the topic by the way spoilers mm-hmm. um meetings the way i the way i feel about meetings has changed quite a lot in the recent years um but i feel like the consensus like if you had to just you know sum it up to how people feel about meetings is people usually don't like them yeah um and that's putting it lightly. Like usually, people really hate them. <laughs> and and I've been, you know, I've been hating it less and less. Actually, now in for some meetings, I really like them, and I'm I look forward to them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's a good starting point, right? Like there, there's kind of this core assumption <laughs> in the tech industry that meetings are bad, um, and the more meetings you have, the less productive you are, and that avoiding meetings is generally recognized as a good thing. And I think there's a kernel of truth to that. Um, like, especially when you're an individual contributor, like having a schedule that is filled with half hour, like basically separated in half hour chunks makes it really hard for you to have long stretches of concentrated time. And and that concentrated time is basically what you need in order to produce good quality work, in my opinion. So like, mm-hmm. for example, like if I sit down to design something, it's gonna, it might take me half an hour just to like get up to speed, get in the groove, get in the mood and start bouncing off ideas. So... Mm-hmm the fact that there's a long warm-up time uh, to get to a state where I'm ready to create uh, makes it like a bad fit for a schedule where I keep being interrupted by all these meetings that are like taking my attention away and like getting it to something else. But you could say that that's not the meeting's fault. It's just like context switching, you know? Like Exactly. If instead of a meeting, you would have like, oh no, it's lunchtime or whatever, because the cafeteria only has like services lunch now. Or, I don't know, like if you had to, oh, you're designing, you're working on this project, well, from 4 to 5 or 4 to four thirty or whatever, now you have to switch and work on this project. You know, it's just the context switching, I think. It's the culprit here. Yeah, Not I completely the- agree. And. I feel like that's part of the reason why meetings get a bad rap because it's so mm. easy <laughs> to to be like uh, another meeting, you know. 
Um, mm-hmm. And most of the time, like the idea of a meeting isn't bad. It's like what is actually happening in those meetings that it, that are, is bad. Um, but I don't want to dismiss like this this idea that like generally you want to be smart about your schedule um, and you want to be in control of like when what times are best for you to to produce work and oftentimes i think the problem is like with especially with meetings is that people just like book you anytime like just regardless of like what you're supposed to be doing uh and and since people aren't mindful then it's like it's this constant thing that's coming from the outside to sort of interrupt you and your flow you can't control uh without your control so um I feel like we should maybe we can we can tackle this and just like divide the the topic uh by we we can tackle we can talk about like scheduling meetings in itself so completely abstract of the content of the meeting like scheduling when do you have it how much is too much you know um like how can you try to you know fight that 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 thing about people booking meetings you know, in and out. Um, and then we can talk, and this is the part where I'm really curious and I want to hear what you have to say and your experience at Travify. Like, what makes a meeting a good meeting? Like, what right. kind of things you could, like, either prep or just, like, following a structure or, like, some advice as to how can you make our meetings, like, more productive and hopefully shorter and, you know. Right. Like so those are two things that I want to get to, but I think before, mm-hmm. like, I genuinely think that we do have to make a case to people for why meetings might be a valuable use of your time um, and why they might not be that bad. So the number one reason is you kind of highlighted it, which is like, it's not necessarily the meeting, it's the context switching <laughs> that is a problem. Um, the second one is that your output as a designer isn't just like pixels on the page. Um, it's if if you were to quote basically ev- literally everyone ever, uh, design is solving problems. Uh, <laughs> Never heard of that one. And um, if you want to solve problems, well, you're gonna have to take information from lots of different sides. You're gonna have to have an element of collaboration in order to be able to solve these problems like it's not true uh, at like at our scale at like netlify scale at almost any startup scale that that most problems are problems that you can solve alone on your own um Mm -hmm. so no matter what you do you actually do have to interact with other people in order to find a good solution to a problem. So if that's what you define as what you what you do, <laughs> uh, well, meetings are actually really important and they're they're like a super high leverage point for you to make group decisions and evaluate options and solve problems, really. Um, so like, I think we should dispel the myth that design only happens like when you're in Sketch um sometimes it happens at a white whiteboard sometimes it happens in a like google drive document you know um and i think meetings have a huge opportunity to help you build context 
uh, and help a team align towards a single goal or vision. Absolutely. I would also add that they can be very productive in just communicating stuff. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, if I have to present work or, you know, or just like communicate an idea or if I want to get quick feedback on something, if I can set up a call, like it can be like a 30 minute or one hour call tops, what I can achieve there, it's like I can be way more productive and just like communicate my idea and giving context and all than let's say like record a video, which is something that I just finished doing. <laughs> uh, or like, you know, write a, like a, a document explaining and documenting whatever. Um, like they can be very productive if, if, if you take advantage of it. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so now that we got it out of the way, like basically what makes a meeting good and a meeting bad? Well, well, wait, I would start by how much is too much? Like in a day, in average, and, you know, take it as it is, like you are a manager. So I'm just, you know, I think it comes with a job. You have more meetings than I do mm -hmm. as an IC. Yep. But like on average, how many hours per day out of the, let's say, eight hours a day do you work? Uh, how many hours do you have of meetings? Um so today I had five hours of meeting. That's a lot. <laughs> that's yep. a lot of meetings, dude. Yep. Wow. Do you feel that that's a lot, or do you feel like that was a good day? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that is not out of the ordinary, um, mm -hmm. but it is a lot. So, like, if I look at my other days um, in the week, I have fewer meetings. Um, Today was the day that I had the most meetings. Uh, I average at around, and this is literally an average, because like there's days that I have like an hour, half an hour, and there's days like I have three, four. But I, I think it would average out at like two, two and a half, three on a busy day. Right. Um, that's what I, what I get. Uh, but this is like by design in a way, and we can get to that. Yeah, in a second. Um, I can like sort of give people an idea of like the kinds of meetings that I had today. So, started off the day with a uh, an interview with a candidate. Um, then I had a um, UX leads meeting, um, which is like an opportunity for uh, the leads of the the Montreal office to kind of get together, and that's actually a really useful meeting and one that I always look forward to um, because because we're like a small group, we can sort of bring up um, issues that has happened to us or like our team members or um, uh, like challenges or questions that we've had and kind of ask the group for um, their advice or like their experience on a certain topic. So it's actually like a really good meeting to like help solve some of the problems or challenges that, that we've been facing. So it's, it's a meeting, but it's almost like a work session where we all kind of pitch in and help each other out. Um, then I had a one-on-one -on -one with one of my team members. Um, then I had a um, calibration uh, meeting. So basically, we're at a stage uh, towards the end of the year where we're reviewing all of our t team members uh, to review what their level of impact is. Um, so we were actually like meeting 
to talk about that and basically compare the different different people on our teams to see if we're being fair in the way that people are evaluated Um, because like each of the leads is evaluating their team members so um, that way like we have that kind of overview of where everyone is and we can make sure that like we're not leaving anyone behind um then i had um a yeah i had two design reviews so for two different uh, uh of my team members that are working on two different projects so reviewed the entire like design flow for these two projects so yeah those were my meetings <laughs> Just by that, I can clearly see the divide of being a manager and not like what is extra. <laughs> right. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, but honestly, today was actually like super productive, right? Like, I talked to a candidate. Um, it's like always super interesting to see like who would be a good fit for the team and stuff. Um, and also during that interview, uh, I brought one of my team members to shadow with me um, so that I would sort of know. Uh, what the interview process is like so that in the future they'd be able to interview on their own. So there's actually like kind of a teaching aspect there. Um, Then I had a meeting which was like super useful into solving issues and problems that I'm dealing with right now on a day-to-day basis and also hearing like problems and challenges that other leads are going through so that I can be prepared if it ever happens to me. Um, I had a one-on-one with one of my team members. So again, like building context, building empathy, making sure that um, they have everything that they need in order to succeed. Um, uh, calibration, well, that's more of a like manager thing, <laughs> maybe more boring, but um, I think is actually quite important. Um, and it's great to see that like everyone is putting a lot of attention into the growth of their team members. Um, so it was actually good for me to like calibrate how I'm, I'm evaluating people. And then the two design reviews are like one away for me to like, make sure that I know everything that's going on in my team, but also like provide my sort of design input and experience into these projects. Um, so yeah, like I feel like I got a lot done today and I basically, most of my day was just in meetings. Interesting. Um, if I can go through just like the type of meeting that we have, and by the way, we are a distributed team. Um, and so that really is taken into consideration. Right. Like when and how we schedule meetings. Um, usually, like how it goes down is all meetings that require, like it's not just, you know, me and that person we need to talk or whatever, like company wide or like team wide meetings, they're all scheduled for the morning. And this is, Pacific time. So in the afternoon, usually there are no meetings. Like I, I can't have those meetings because <laughs> I'm asleep. Um, what this means is we have at least always like half of the day free of meetings to to dedicate to whatever we're doing. Um, and so with that said, like the the first meeting I have in the day, we always have like a product catch up, like for the product team. Uh, this is like per, just for my team. Like we have a catch-up meeting, which is my favorite meeting of the day. This is like my high points of the day because I work from home and like this is the the opportunity to talk to humans. <laughs> <laughs> like we have the whole team and it's a very informal, goofy, like quickly, like just saying what are you going to do for the day? Like what is your plan? Um, 
or like just give some quick updates on what you did yesterday. I just like put everyone on the team aware of what we were doing. Is it kind of a stand up right? type thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. It's, it's just stand up. We call it product catch up, and catch up is an emoji, uh, catch up emoji. Um, nice. <laughs> so we have that. And then, of course, I have one on ones, I have um, the occasional like interview calls. Um, but now, something that we just started uh, doing it is like, for me as a designer and a remote designer, something that I, I have to re- be really aware is like, I don't want to be, I don't want to go down a path that is like the wrong path and only, and only like realize it too late. And basically, like, Oh, I just wasted three days or four days exploring this one path that it didn't work for a reason next or why. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe if we had a call or just presented this work sooner, this would be, you know, caught up sooner and we could, course corrected sooner anyway um so something that we just started is after that you know stand up that catch-up call um i've created this design open office hours cool. <laughs> uh, working title <laughs> which is like we have this this uh part of the day is usually like 15 minutes tops 10 minutes just like share a screenshot or share something that i'm doing this what do you guys think and i what i'm looking for is just like off the cuff, like quick reactions, and you should, just to you try write to a bot identify that, that automatically just responds. This looks horrible. <laughs> yeah, it takes a screenshot of my desktop <laughs> at this precise time, which is very dangerous, and immediately uploads it to Slack. <laughs> no, uh, but like, so we have this space for the design team to just get quick reactions, right? Mm-hmm. And and just give off the cuff you know, uh, just impulsive feedback or whatever. <laughs> um, and we just started to do this and like this week. Um, and let, let, let's see how it goes. I, I can update it later, but you know, so far so good. And one last thing uh, before we get to the, the actual, the meat in bones of the meeting, uh, meat ing. There's a joke here somewhere. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to let that slide. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh what, what some, team members of mine do to kind of avoid that like being overbooked and avoid that context switching in and being unproductive uh what several people are doing is they are booking themselves like the whole morning or the whole afternoon or whatever like this is my time to work on this thing, yeah right? yeah i think that's a really good idea yeah and just sometimes like book six hours straight like okay i'm working on documentation and i need to be, you know, in this context for a long time because otherwise I'm not going to be productive. Yeah. Uh, so they just book that and they're not available and then people can't, you know, book meetings on top of it. So I personally never did that because I never felt the need because I have my whole morning. Uh, and like in half of my day, everyone's asleep, which is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no interruptions. Uh, but that that's that's a good strategy to try to, if, you, if, you, if you're feeling that. Yeah, absolutely. I I also like the the idea of like um I think it was the afternoon that you said where basically yeah. like nobody has meetings like that's also right. a great rule right because it it's not eliminating meetings but it's um it's about like letting people know when is okay to book meetings and kind of like concentrating all the meetings to have them like back to back rather than like spreading them around everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Like 
some people might prefer like they feel like they're more productive in the morning so maybe they would like to have meetings in the afternoon like that's tricky because everyone just like you know everyone works differently yeah. <laughs> but yes if you if you could as a team kind of get to an agreement it's like you know what let's try to condense our meetings to this block of time that that's it's been working great for us cool um so what would you say is the thing that makes a meeting good and a thing that makes a meeting bad um for me a terrible meeting is a meeting in where i don't have anything to say or add to the conversation um like if you get if you get to the end of the meeting and you feel like you know what this could have been an email like you could tell me this like in one sentence yeah. sum it up and, and just let me be aware of where we are like because <laughs> scheduling meetings it's expensive oh yeah for a company you know like if you book an hour or two for four people that's crazy expensive and so what do you really want to or, avoid or even is like it, wasting I, it always i always find it funny like you need approval to like expense like a $500 piece of software that you need for your thing but like no nobody tells you anything if you book a, a meeting with like 20 people for an hour you know yeah <laughs> that's a good point it's so. a very good point like, oh uh yeah company boss uh, i'm not gonna attend that meeting so with the <laughs> with the revenue that i just like saved our company uh the profit i'm gonna buy a new computer Thank basically you. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, so that that is a terrible meeting, the one where you feel like you completely wasted your time. Uh, not just, you know, I'm losing money to my company, but also, you know, it's boring. I would prefer to be working on this or that. Um, what makes a good meeting is the exact opposite, is where you, you, by the end of the meeting, you feel like you were very productive. And I really hope we didn't do this async or through email or whatever, because that would take a long time and everyone had input and everyone had output and like we set a goal at the beginning of the meeting i feel that's just important like what is this for what would we consider a successful meeting like what do we need out of it and hopefully you you get that and that is something that we in a company and like i feel like at from experience when you when you're part of smaller teams everything is more informal so there's way less structure mm -hmm. but it's okay i guess because like you know communication between three four or five people is easier than like company-wide but there is something that i, I we always want to be better at is clearly defining goals for every kind of meeting yeah yeah so i think you touched on a bunch of, of stuff here like one a meeting should never be a good solution when there's only one person talking basically like <laughs> meetings should should not be like a way to uh disperse information it should be like a two or multiple way street <laughs> where like different people can pitch in um because otherwise like just send an email or send a video or whatever mm -hmm. um the next one was um try to keep it small so not like i'd say more than five people you should like start asking yourself some some questions and reevaluating how the meeting works um the third i'd say would be to have a clear goal and uh clear 
sort of action items when you get out of your, your meeting that it's not just like hey like we just talked for an hour and then like not much came out of it and we don't really know what we're gonna do next um so being able to like establish like clear steps like during the meeting that like okay like someone needs to dig into this okay so who wants to tackle that okay you're gonna like take the lead on this um that's super useful uh the next one would be keeping the meeting short <laughs> long meetings are what just, is a short meeting to you are just horrible uh i'd say you like a nice meeting size meeting length is half an hour mm-hmm. um i'd say try as much as possible to keep it to half an hour uh if you have to go to an hour fine but no longer than an hour <clears throat> meetings that are longer than an hour are just like awful for everybody it's i feel personally that like i'm not built to be surrounded b- by like a ton of people having like an engaged <laughs> conversation uh for more than an hour um and like honestly if you do that you'll probably notice that towards the end like the <laughs> Either it's going to go off the rails and people are going to be like talking about this one weird thing or that everyone's going to be like super tired and like not engaged and not like participating. So, yeah, I'd say like really try to keep that short. Um, and, to, and to add to that, it's something that you just mentioned, having like someone moderating or taking lead of the meeting is yeah. really important to try to course correct that because it's going to happen. People are going to, yes. you know, obsessed yeah. over detail or like trigger a conversation in a huge debate over this one small thing. And that could derail the whole meeting. Having that someone saying, all right, guys, that is a bit off topic. We can address that later, but now we need to like the moderator pretty much. Like, yeah. Keep it on track. Yeah. That's super important. Um, yeah. and <laughs> I often tell the people like, you will probably have to, <laughs> to like, tell us to move on like especially we use we did the um, roadmap planning a while ago and like everyone was like super passionate about their things oh boy i was like <laughs> yeah. yeah like you you should be the moderator and like don't hesitate to tell people like you're talking about this for too long let, let's move on and I, what i said is like i am probably going to be one of the person where <laughs> that you have to tell this to at some point <laughs> in the meeting and that's totally fine um so as long as like everyone is on board with with the person that is going to be doing that then like that's great um also like sometimes sometimes you just have like a long thing that you have to discuss so for example our our roadmap planning meetings um that's just not something you can discuss in half an hour but what we did is uh split it up into multiple meetings so we could kind of Mm -hmm. focus on one area then like go away go do other things and then come back and then go away and then come back um there is a bit of a cost to that which is like we have to like ramp up on on the context of where we were before um but for us like that's the only way we're able to get through all of it because uh, otherwise it would have been too long and too painful to do that makes sense should come out of it with an action item or some conclusion or some yeah thing like what next right yeah yeah absolutely one thing that we haven't talked about really is um, how some meetings or some things in your calendar aren't necessarily to directly get a thing done. Um, and that is the sort of 
team building activities slash meetings slash get together. Mm. Um, so for example, we have every week our entire design team uh, in each office uh, gets together and it's just a time for us to like either uh, have someone from the team do a talk. Um, we can like run workshops, invite guests, speakers. Um, sometimes it's just like we're talking about our like projects or talking about successes and failures like there's kind of a rotating sort of format where like we're not necessarily getting something done but there's a very clear goal of this meeting right is it's that as we scale and grow as a team um that we still have that cohesion and that everyone knows each other and that um, we can share and learn from from each other, and so while to some people it might be like, "Hey, like, why do we have this one hour meeting every week where we don't really do much?" Uh, it's actually really useful, and the more people that join our team, the more useful it is going to be. Um, so that's something to consider too. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's like really changed <laughs> how I perceive meetings is. A thing that uh, we do at Shopify, which is like, this is something we tell anyone when they they join the company. It's that you are allowed and in fact encouraged at any point to leave any meeting that you're in (laughs) if you're not getting value from it. So like this is like, nobody's ever going to blame you for that. Like you just like get out, walk out. Um, I'd say it happens like... I see it maybe like uh, one, maybe once a week, once every two weeks. Um, Interesting. Because if like, if like there's three, four people in that room and I just, you know, stand up and walk away, wouldn't that feel awkward? I mean, but the the thing (laughs) is like, (laughs) I love this rule because the fact that it exists leads to better meetings so for example someone's going to be in a meeting and they're going to be like hey i don't actually find this very (laughs) a very valuable use of my time uh so if you don't mind i'm gonna go and then sometimes what happens is other people are like hey well actually (laughs) this is also not really good use of my time like maybe we should figure out a better way to have this meeting or maybe we shouldn't have a meeting maybe a meeting isn't the the right way to like make this call or whatever um Mm -hmm. or sometimes it's just like you know you see this sometimes where people over invite people because like oh this person mm-hmm. might have context on something and you're like well okay maybe and then the person comes and then they're like well actually no <laughs> um and that's totally fine um and so yeah i think having this rule in place just like gives people permission to make their own decision and like we treat people as adults so if you don't think you're adding anything to this meeting then like just go do something else that's totally fine nobody takes it personal and and then oftentimes what it does is it allows us to have conversations about okay maybe this isn't the the best way to do things um one example where that happened is um we had a meeting that was for uh everyone in purchase experience uh which is like the team that I'm on. Um, and it was kind of like your product sync. But basically the idea mm-hmm. is that um, 
like sure everyone every team has its own stand up within like kind of our product area uh but there was no kind of overview or like overall communication between the different teams so we're like okay like let's mm. see if we can all meet and and basically just get a brief update so can only be like one person from from each team who just like tells the rest of the group what's been happening in that team so we have like a quick overview of, of everything that's happening and that was great for maybe the first i don't know first month or two um but then oh as the team grew like it just wasn't tenable <laughs> to to keep mm -hmm. doing that like it just grew to incredible size like way too many people um and there was this weird pressure that like everyone or every team felt like they had to say something <laughs> so we're like huh okay and we've had a couple of people being like hey that's not really the best use of my time so what we decided to do instead was uh, create a document where um, every week we try to like put the like two three things that we've done for each team inside this document which is like kind of a You can view it almost as a decision log, like a way of getting context on, on what's happening. And then um, what we do is we still have the meeting um, that is like there as like an available time for a discussion based on the things that have happened. So, for example, you can go and read the list and be like, hey, I have a question about like what this team is working on and maybe how it relates to the stuff that I'm doing. So we can ha go in, in a room and have a conversation directly about that and be done after and not have to like take forever for, to like go around everyone. So we were able to like reduce the, the duration, make it like really short. Um, and it just creates this like super productive, like really quick sync up. We get directly to the issues and the important bits. So that's good. That's good. We do something kind of similar, but but maybe not really. <laughs> um, like sometimes we have, not sometimes, at every product sprint, we have a, uh, some time for like a quick retro. Just look back at the previous sprint and see, identify what went wrong, what went bad, you know, and what went great. Uh, and what we do is we get like a Trello board like, and everyone has like a good, bad, and ugly section. Um, nice. And uh, like on the good, it can be like, Hey, we released this feature. It was awesome. Uh, we welcomed the new team member. We, you know, we did this and the communication was great or whatever. Uh, so we have like five minutes for everyone to like jot down all their thoughts. And what we do instead of like then addressing all of them is like just tag yourself to the ones you want to talk about, right? Right. Because uh, then like you can say exactly everything that you that you felt like and you feel like it should be addressed but like i don't need to add anything like it's written down it's fine but this specific topics i want to talk about those right um and that just makes things way more like compact and, and to the point yeah awesome that's really cool uh yeah okay uh <laughs> what else another thing about meetings is um Just like in general, like when you find yourself sitting in that room with other people, try to be mindful of how much you're talking. Um, mm. And the reason for that is like not everyone has uh, the same energy or the same um, 
same like confidence level with speaking up during meetings. And um, if you're just constantly talking, <laughs> that means there are other people in, in the meeting that you're not hearing from. So try to be inclusive. Absolutely. Like, think of others. If you've, you see that someone hasn't said anything for a while, ask them for their opinion about it. Like if you personally feel more comfortable, like just speaking up. Uh, and sometimes like you'll see that that will make the world of a difference in including other people and, and just like hearing from different perspectives. Like the goal isn't to hear from the people that are screaming the loudest. Uh, it's really to have like everyone's opinion and make sure that everyone gets heard. Um, so please be mindful of that uh, because I like it's something that I've started noticing like a couple months ago with me. And like, I've been paying attention a lot to that. Uh, and now I'm really realizing the people who, who just like talk nonstop and it sort of bothers me. <laughs> and I feel like I was this person like just a few months ago. So, um, yeah. I'm really glad you brought this up. This uh, absolutely, this is something that my, my uh, coworker, Tim, brought to all of our meetings and <laughs> i'm just yeah that is great like one thing that we do especially on design crit is yeah to try to fight that like just don't give voice to the loudest voice because yeah. that's how it happens and not it's not something that we do like not as like being mean and being you know wanting to take over the meeting it's just like something that comes up naturally most of the time you're not even aware that you're doing yeah. it um but yeah, so what we do now is like we offer uh, like a minute or something or maybe just don't add time, but like offer a point and then someone else can go and then you can't go again, right? So right, you okay. need to give chance for everyone and maybe like go over everyone and then when it's your turn again, you can either add a new thing or just, you know, iterate on this idea we're talking about. Right. Um, but yeah, and, 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 and to be fair, sometimes, you know, you go over people and they don't have anything to add and that's fine, but at least you offer the opportunity. To yeah, exactly. Up. Yeah. Same with if you're, uh, you're doing a meeting with someone that's on hangout and you're all in the same room, like just oh, give the yes. person a chance to speak <laughs> on the hangout. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> and by the way, just, I feel like we have to, before we end the meetings topic, you have to talk about video chat. Um, yeah. Every single video chat service sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Can we agree Forever. that video chats are just the worst? Oh, my God. But keep in mind that 100% of my meetings are in video <laughs> chat. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. They all suck. We always lose five to ten minutes of setting up whatever that means. Uh, and this is like this is never for people that... Like on their own computers, it's usually like at the at a at a meeting room. They're trying to set up the fancy camera, and you know, add the find all the ports for their MacBook to plug into the projector of the big TV, and then we have a special microphone. Yeah, like <laughs> it always takes forever. Yeah, and we were on Hangouts, and then when Slack did their video thing, we tried Slack, which worked surprisingly well. So all of the like smaller meetings we had exclusively on slack but then for some reason recently slack turned to crap again and so we're back in hangouts i feel so, like uh, video chat services are like airlines <laughs> if you, you <laughs> use good, them yeah. long enough and they're, they're all gonna be terrible 
<laughs> yep. Um, have you seen the the Skype in real life video on YouTube? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I want to. I'll try to get it for you. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever done a meeting on Hangouts, you need to watch this video. Um, <laughs> it's basically like trying to replicate the awkwardness of a like remote meeting in real life, and it's absolutely hilarious. I need to see this. So let me try to find this. <laughs> you have anything else on meetings? I feel like that's about it. This was this was good. I thought it was going to be boring. <laughs> Not really. Like meetings. I yeah. This was this is cool. So do we have any conclusions? Like a like a wrap up. Um, let me let me try. Uh, meetings. They have a bad rep, but they can be really cool and productive actually. Uh, and usually, what is bad of a meeting is not the meeting itself it's just context switching so you could try to alleviate that by try to schedule meetings for a specific like uh, condensed block or if you really need to get into the zone and not be distracted by people booking meetings with you try to book yourself a block of time in your calendar and set it to busy and that could help um also try to set meetings like 30 to an hour tops because usually meetings from our experience longer than an hour tend to get off track and be a bit boring um allow people to leave the meeting if they don't find uh productive and good use of their time um and then meetings should have a moderator to keep the meeting on track and i get sidetracked and and focus on details so um then meetings if it applies they should have a clear goal and you know action items or whatever at the end of it should be very clear from the get-go and i think is that is that a fair sum yeah i think, that I think that's fair like we <laughs> kind of try to sum it up like halfway through so yeah i think that was a good right. uh, a good recap at the end Okay, we got to talk about Stranger Things. Yes, finally. The time is now. Um, so, I don't know if you recall, but you abstained yourself from watching any type of trailer, promotional material, posters, I'm assuming. I don't know. You were trying to avoid any kind of spoilers. Yeah um how did that go did you manage to do that or so i wasn't able to avoid the posters unfortunately okay um because i feel like that's fair enough tweeted about it and i just happened to see it (laughs) i try not to spend too much time on it but honestly i couldn't help but notice that 11 had hair and yeah that's like um (laughs) <laughs> so i i i did i watched every single trailer that came out i was like i was reading the news and stuff not really like theories or whatever i didn't, didn't get that into it um but hey i applaud you because it's hard like for star wars the the, the last jedi mm-hmm. i set up like i'm trying to avoid so i watched the teaser when it came out the first yeah ever the one, one where you can only see a rock basically 
Yeah, in some slow motion and whatever. Yeah. You know, we talked about it. Yeah. Um, so I watched that one. And then I try to avoid any further things. And just to give a quick update, like I set up a bunch of Tweetbot mute filters. Um, and then I simply avoided trailers. I went to Apple News uh, and set up, not filters, but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like filters, like what you don't want to see. Um, huh, interesting. And, like, I didn't know you could do all that. All the Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, thank God. Because I was like, Star Wars was a topic that I had in my news feed. <laughs> right. I was like, no, 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 okay. no, no, stop. <laughs> yeah. um, I did that. But, dun, dun, dun. Last week I was at the movies. Yeah. I, I yeah. When I uh, watched and, Blade Runner. Yep. I, interesting. For me, it wasn't Blade Runner, it was uh, Thor. Huh. Uh, Marvel, Disney, I don't know. So yeah, uh, out of the blue, I hear a voiceover and then I see Ray and I'm like, yep. la 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 la. And I yep, just I <laughs> close my eyes. I did the exact eyes. same thing. <laughs> but like, I could could pick up some stuff, which oh, to be no. honest, so to be honest, I closed my eyes. I just heard sound effects and some, some lines and it was super spoilery, just mm. that. Like, I feel like... I oh my god I'm so bummed out because I was doing no, so, so good. I anyway. I don't remember anything. Like I, I I think I could hear vague noises, but I just like haven't associated them with anything. So I'm all good for Star Wars. Still. Okay, I feel like I was tainted a little bit. Like I yeah yeah. And by the way, quick um, update. Hey listeners, hi. Um, I'm going to watch Star Wars when I'm in San Francisco, and I'm going to see the. 2D IMAX uh, pre-show whatever special edition. I think it's 6 p.m. Ooh. On the like the Target whatever it's called the the Metro thing Metreon. Metreon, yeah. Um, so if anyone is you know going to that session, I bought a ticket for myself. Uh, there wasn't many left. Anyway, just a quick nice. shout out if anyone is in town and is gonna watch that. Are you going with Brent? Good. No, because Bryn and Brian, Sam, and they all uh, were like those oh, guys. I don't know, man. Just I don't know. Three D is not cool. Maybe I'll watch it. Like three a.m. is too late. I'm like, how dare you? It's Star Wars. <laughs> um, <laughs> all kidding aside, we couldn't like find a session that worked for everyone, <laughs> and tickets were scarce already. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just buying one for myself and whatever. I'll probably watch it three more times with more people yeah <laughs> for sure anyway stranger things hi okay um so yeah other than the poster i didn't consume or see anything so i had no idea what to expect coming into this but somehow okay see this is interesting excited. to me because how can we know like how can we measure the impact of trailers and all like how how does that compare to the experience of watching it? It's very hard. Yeah, like, it because is. Because one single person can't experience something with spoilers and without spoilers, right? Like it's yeah. You can't experience something for the first time twice. <laughs> um, True. And then you can't really compare two different people's experiences. So like, are spoilers or not really spoilers? Because no one told you the end. You know, it's just like being you know you watch trailers so how does trailers taint the experience 
or not. Like, I don't know. Because I don't think I we're going to be able love to tell. Uh, but I just know that personally, I feel happier not having <laughs> consumed the spoilers. So have you watched the trailer after? Like, so I haven't. Do you know what... That's a... See, that's interesting. So I can sum up very quickly, like, what I knew coming into this okay. season. Um... I knew that, sure, Eleven had hair and, like, curly hair. And so this was somewhere in the future. We all knew that. Um, I I knew that there was, like, that the, the kids, the gang was dressed up as uh, Ghostbusters. And this was a Halloween-y type of, uh, you know, set. Um, mm. And then, I'm not sure if this was on the trailer, but at least in the poster, I knew about the big monster bad guy whatever it's called i knew that was like huh. that was the villain that was a bad guy i'm and, just going through it oh my gosh there's way too many spoilers in this like oh my what? god it's just spoiling the whole thing like what so okay let me see so yeah you see the monster you see uh max you see um that will is not feeling well uh <laughs> you see bob running away from uh demogorgons uh you see joy's house covered in pieces of paper with the tunnels oh i see i didn't even um, remember that you see um uh what's his name um the guy with the hair jonathan no jonathan is the, the brother uh Anyways, you know who I mean. You see, like, all the kids in the tunnel. Um, Steve. Yeah, Steve. Steve Harrington. There you go. And you see uh, what happened to Eleven when she uh, gets out of the wall, like, at the end of season one. Basically, like, <laughs> what happened right after. So <laughs> you see, spoiled nothing, a lot. <laughs> but see, nothing that he mentioned, like... I, 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 I couldn't remember that I've seen that before, you know? Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Like, yeah. I don't just, know, man. Yeah. I feel better not having seen it. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Uh, that's fair enough. So, so what do you think of the season? Like, I, we're not going to go episode by episode. Just, like, overall no. thoughts and okay, feelings. Okay, so overall thoughts. This is some of the best TV that I've seen all year. This was so good. Interesting. I loved almost every second of it except episode seven um like it was just like i don't know there, there's just something about this that i felt like oh my gosh like every minute of this is just like exactly for me like the kind of thing that i enjoy um and yeah it was like really close to perfect like that's my overall uh per- perception of of this like I was really happy about it, and yeah, it's it lived up to my expectations for sure. Okay. Um, what did you think about it? I don't share the exact feeling. Ah, okay, interesting. So there are two things that I wanted, two criticisms that I have. And granted, like I understand, like I'm not blaming them for doing it. It's just something that you know. It's just. 
contributed to my experience of it. First, I enjoyed it. Like, uh, Stranger Things is now one of my favorite TV shows. Um, when season three comes out, like, I'm going to be super excited to watch it. I love this show, okay? I love it. Um, and I love season two. But it didn't. It wasn't as good or left as big of an impression on me as season one for a couple of reasons. So there's two things that I just want to address. Mm-hmm. First is the sense of scale because it's season two they did something on season one now this needs to be bigger bigger stakes bigger whatever um just because you kind of have to right because otherwise it feels you know not as big and important (laughs) as season one so of course instead of just one small demogorgon liner have a huge monster whatever that means and you know it's like there are more threats and maybe it's, it's not just threading um just as a threat to whatever the town is called it's like the whole world or whatever like the stakes everything is bigger in scale um there are not just 11 now there's other people and more backstory more anyway so that doesn't feel as solid cohesive as the first one and i feel like this is something that a very clearly deliberate um decision on season two that they didn't do on season one was season two ends by setting up season three. It's not like season one well, was se- its own season story. One had a terrible ending too. So it had a terrible ending, but it, it was like, see, see I don't think it was a terrible like, ending. Okay. The story's over. And then in the last like two minutes it was like the, a will like pukes out like a demogorgon or whatever. I yeah. Like, but, but I'm okay with did you that. See because that? It's, like, something happened it's here like, it's like the that is a very classic like we're gonna leave stuff in the open for a possible season two yeah. or like a sequel or whatever it's like is this it, the end but, this is the end or is it <laughs> yeah it's like at the end of godzilla one egg you know there's like one remaining baby godzilla or whatever that's that's like a trope but you you touched it you said the story ends and then something. Yeah. But the story really did end. There was a beginning and end. Yeah. Like the monster was defeated. Uh, the bad guys were, you know, they were uncovered. And like, sure, of course, Eleven was a bit like, we didn't know what happened. And Will, like, what? But Will, you know, Will was saved. He was back home. So the story had an ending. Season two is like, we closed the door, but the monster is still out there. Yeah. Uh, like lurking, you know, on the upside down. Um, there's a lot of like unanswered questions. Uh, Steve, you mentioned Steve. Like Steve's arc is like completely up. Like what now? What? Ha- what's going? Like where is he going? What's going to be? I, I love the he, the arc of Steve. I thought like that was one of the. I I don't best, see like, it as an arc. I see it's like half an arc. Like what about a conclusion? You know, it's like. But you're gonna get another season. Like you're gonna get yeah, another. So that, that that's that's three my point. Seasons. Like season two for Stranger Things is the beginning of like a bigger story that's yeah, gonna have absolutely. many more seasons. Yeah. It was not a cohesive, you know, beginning, middle, and end story that season one had. So as a season, you know, like I feel like season one was stronger than season two. But we need season two if you want to have a gazillion. <laughs> Stranger Things. Yes, uh, and, and I don't think you can keep having um, like storylines that like end at the end of every season. Like you can't sure. wrap everything you, up the same way that they did first season, 
on every subsequent season because otherwise like we're just gonna get bored really quick absolutely uh but uh, you know like star wars it's the same thing new hope works as a standalone movie uh mostly because usually when you do one movie you're not sure if you're gonna do a sequel um yeah you know never mind uh lord of the rings but like the matrix the first matrix works as a standalone single movie um like they work yeah. as their own I, thing like, i Stranger agree things, with you i agree with you i just don't think it's really fair <laughs> Because you can't really expect that from the sequel. I don't blame them. And they needed to do this. I'm just trying to justify why it was not as a strong season. What I'm trying to say is it's worse, but it had to be worse. You know, (laughs) Um, Almost like that. But which leads me to my second piece of criticism. And this is something that maybe they could have worked around. Um, It's that I feel like they've reused so many of their own tropes. Um, to the point where maybe like it's you're just following a formula. Yeah, yeah Joyce's so Joyce house. is gonna sound crazy and look crazy and yeah, she <laughs> mess up her house. Not with lights. Now it's with you know drawings. Yeah. Um, you have like the the kids. They have their own group. Of course, now we have Will, but uh, someone is missing. On season one was Will is missing. Season two is uh, Eleven is missing. And then you need the new introduction to the group. Season one was Eleven. Uh, season two is Max. Like that, that new outcast, they're trying to integrate her to the group. Uh, you had the bully. Season one has Steve. This season we have Billy or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Max's brother. So there was like this trope. Like, okay, you need the bully. You need a new addition to the to the group. You need someone who is missing and people don't know don't know where they are. Uh, it was kind of like following that. You need the bad scientists, whatever. Um, so to a point, it was a bit formulaic. Yeah, so, that's, and that that's is also fair enough. Criticism. I think that's a that's a good criticism of it. Um, personally, I don't know. I'm I'm still on the side of like. I actually enjoyed that fan service. <laughs> like when I saw Joy put all these drawings up in her house, I was just like, oh, I, I feel like home. <laughs> like it just, I don't know. Um, but I agree with you. Like it's, it's something to watch on. Like if they do that, I, I, I basically have the same stance on this as I do on uh, The Force Awakens, which is like, you can do this once, but don't do it again. Like if, if that happens again, then you're seriously on the hook. Because, because I think like that's too much. But you're right. For some people, like it bothers them a lot more than than it bothers me. So I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. And again, love this season. I'm completely in love. But just a couple things that you know feel like we should. Hey, if we're talking about this and criticizing you, <laughs> this is the place to do it. Um, and so this this leaves me very excited about season three. We know this is going to be a thing now, and I don't know how long it was from like production of season one to production of season two, but like those kids, they are growing up fast. Right. <laughs> you could totally see that, see it, um, which leads me to believe that for season three, I don't know when they're shooting it, but it wouldn't be, you know crazy thought that season three could take place in the 90s right Mm, interesting 
just point. like you know the actors played like in real life they were probably like two years older but they played like just one year or whatever they try to work around it but mm-hmm. like maybe they could get into the 90s because i feel like season two took place in 86 yeah that's maybe? what i had I in mind know. too but um so that that would be interesting right all the yeah, and, yeah, and not only like not only like the set pieces and and the soundtrack but just like this follows very clear uh like movies from that era you know mm-hmm. jaws and like the thing and all of those tropes from the movies of the era yeah i'm thinking maybe if they if they changed now season three to take place in the 90s they could follow movies from the 90s like right terminator and you know follow those like inspirations and kind of like hollywood cliches of that era that would be that would be amazing That'd be cool. really interesting and it, yeah it is like a way that. to like keep the show fresh you know just mm-hmm. like keep it stranger yeah. things you but... you have to be careful though because then you get into like the 2000s and <laughs> there isn't <laughs> that much to pull from <laughs> <laughs> like the, yeah. um yeah okay so i also had a couple of notes um so what i personally wrote is i thought this was as good as the first season for me i thought mm-hmm. the kind of topics it touched the kind of like character development um was really interesting like uh, i love seeing kind of the relationship between 11 and hopper um seeing yeah. uh steve and um what's his name um the the kid with dart dustin dustin there we go dustin uh and i don't know i just thought like it it like had more time to just like establish itself as kind of like what is this world what are these these kids like um and and like the first season really had that like kind of not forced but that clear kind of path where like they were looking for will where in this one it was a bit more abstract so it it gave a lot more room to different kinds of acting different types of of things to happen which i really liked um Absolutely. You basically at all times had three separate storylines that kind of converged in the end. Yeah, but, exactly. You know. Yeah, which was 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 really cool. Um, I love all the actors, <laughs> um, and I think like this is some of the best acting on TV. Like these kids, you're gonna see them everywhere, like mm-hmm. for sure. They're so good, and even the the adults like um, uh, Winona Ryder. How great was like, Bob? Bob, Bob, how great was Bob? Bob was great. Um, yeah, I just like I Bob feel like was, I was like Barb from this season. Yeah, I know like, everyone adored. Yeah, and Barb and got him. a shout out, like justice for Barb. I'm <laughs> yeah. just so happy to see that. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, I just had this feeling of like I love everyone that is on on my screen. Like everyone's just like so awesome. And it's so cool. Like, I feel like I get to see in a strange way, like I get to see like the friends or like the people I like being on TV and like doing 
doing this like awesome show. Um, and that also extends to the Duffer Brothers. Um, I don't know if you watched Beyond Stranger Things. Only one episode. Okay, you should watch all of it. It's it's really good. Like it was Beyond Stranger Things is uh, basically it's a kind of standalone uh, show that you can watch after you've watched season two, and it basically covers tons of different topics around Stranger Things 2 and the Duffer brothers are there in a lot of episodes and they talk about like sort of the, the backstory. Um, but they're just really great. Like they're two super nerdy brothers and it's really cool to hear them uh, talk about kind of the different ideas and the storyline and how things evolved uh, like because of the actors in many ways. Um, so I don't know. I just I just feel like they seem like good people <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and it's cool to like see that like everyone involved in, in, in this TV show like seems really awesome. Um, I think we are inclined, naturally inclined to be drawn to people who are very passionate about whatever. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Even if That's another you are thing. Not, even if you are not personally passionate about that, like if I see someone who is so passionate about fishing or whatever and, and the way he talks about fishing it draws me into it, even if I don't care about fishing at all. And it's kind of like that when you see people just going so nerdy, like nerd out on something. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you know yeah. that they love this. Um, right. Uh, what else did I have? Um, so, I mean, I think that's more of a general observation on Stranger Things, but Stranger Things is more like a long movie than a TV show. And I think that's great. I, I like everything about this feels very cinematic um and and that just like reinforces the the feeling that like this is an event like this is a thing this is there's a lot of care and attention that's been put into this and you almost like want to live up to it like it's like i knew i didn't want to watch this on my phone you know yeah (laughs) Um, and is the the only only show that i don't skip the intro (laughs) right yeah same here (laughs) intro so good um Um, talking about that intro just one quick aside which is like is a bonus recommendation uh there's this one episode on the song exploder podcast i don't know if you know about that podcast is yes like yeah okay so basically the podcast is every week there's a song that the musician who whatever wrote it uh talks through like how they wrote the song inspirations you often hear like either b-sides or like voice memos on the phone where they started writing it anyway so there's this one episode uh, about the stranger things theme song um and which is is great if you like that theme song if you like that that uh, music it's amazing so you can hear how that song was made and for example funny uh trivia the video of the intro was done first and then they kind of had to write the song to fit the video so it's like those little accents it's like when you know we know a writer gets on the screen uh, like they okay. needed to nice. like oh we had something here or add something that like a detail here or whatever so it was it was pretty cool huh, awesome uh so and the last good thing that i have to say about season two um is that um you know i mean hopefully <laughs> i mean i guess we've spoiled something so hopefully you're not listening to this still if if oh, like you haven't yeah, seen it yet yeah. uh, um, but the scene where um they are in the tunnels 
I really had that moment where I felt, oh, okay, I understand why I love this. And for me, it's very much like a similar feeling as Star Wars, um, which is like, if you abstract out the story, it's basically a group of, of people um, that are going through this big adventure that is like bigger than, than themselves. And it's not this like big dramatic thing. Like everyone's like making jokes. There's like, it seems like they're having fun through this adventure that's happening. And I don't know, I guess for me, that's just a recipe for success. Uh, but I really, <laughs> really enjoy that. And, and that's the kind of thing that makes me enjoy Star Wars. Uh, and I found that here. That's interesting. Yeah, whoa. You're making me realize something that just add up on what he said. It's that if if you want to remove context, backstory, lore, world building, if you remove all of that nerdery, mm -hmm. what you're watching is still super entertaining. Yeah. Like just yeah, exactly. by watching. But then if you add on top of that, like it's yeah, wow. Okay, there's something here. Yeah. Um, okay, so now that I got all of this out of the way, can we talk about episode seven? Nope. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, dude. All right. It was a weird episode. <laughs> Just kidding. We can talk about it, but I didn't like it. I, I, like this episode didn't have his, its place in Stranger Things. No. Like, what was it? So, like, if you don't remember, episode seven was the random ass episode where where um, eleven goes to see um, what's her number nine? Was it nine? Uh, eight. eight. I think it's eight. Eight. Okay. Um, goes to see like the other lady <laughs> uh, that has sort of powers like her. Um, and it just like turns into someone said on, on Twitter, it's like a, a bad heroes rerun. <laughs> and I sort of agree with this. Um, where it's just like, it's so out of place. Um, it's in like a totally different context. Um, like it just doesn't seem like it makes sense with Eleven's character either. Like the way I no. sort of see her character is she's almost like a a little animal she she has like this big power but she like she doesn't know all the words kind of kind of thing like she doesn't know what normal people like how they behave and how like how did she figure out public transportation like is the thing that i was wondering right like <laughs> like how, where where did she like get money and and all that those things like it just is weird to me how she just like went from being this person who doesn't like really know anything about the world to escaping to taking like the bus and getting finding the way to uh go see this this person and then like going and i don't know like it's just a really out of place episode in my opinion and it just like didn't add anything i think the 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 goal what we were shooting for was first by introducing that character was to like create a bit more world building so not only just the lore and uh what do you know about these characters like oh there's more you know it's like 
it's like setting up stuff for possible future spin-offs or whatever, right? There's mm. more here. And with episode seven, I feel like it was an experiment to see if they could do a spin-off. <laughs> and the answer is anyway. no. <laughs> the answer is no. I I didn't like the I didn't enjoy the episode in itself. Yeah. Um and there was no I mean, payoff just, when they met. Like it was just right, and, and at the end, like, like the, the the resolution of that was, and eh, never mind. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I know it was kind of like a, of an arc to eleven in itself because eleven they wanted to evolve the character. Didn't matter. She wanted to come back. That what's matter. Like what matters were, were their friends and Hopper and all. But I didn't like what Episode Seven did to Eleven. To be honest, I didn't like her new persona, badass emo. Like, bitchin'. I don't know, man. I yeah, she was bitching. Like, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> like that. I really didn't like that episode, dude. Yeah, I mean, I was fine with the new look and like the bitching line was super funny. Um, but it's just like it didn't have a purpose. Like, if basically what I think is the reason why that, that happened is they wanted to evolve her character. So, like the scene where you see her, like, like using her powers and kind of channeling her her anger. I feel like that was kind of the core of this, and I feel like you didn't have to like take her away for an episode to in order to do that. Like there could have been yeah. a million other ways to do this that would have been totally fine yeah. and would have worked better with the story. Um, but apparently they didn't. So yeah. Yeah. And, I didn't like this episode. And I didn't like that because of that episode, like the setup for 11 for that episode, it took like three episodes or whatever yeah. in where she was with her mom and all. Like I felt a bit frustrated. Like we didn't get to see 11, like enough 11 this season. Yeah. Like, basically, at, only at the last episode that we get some kind of, or less two, I guess, some kind of payback for, like, yeah, Eleven is back, because otherwise just bored. Like, I wanted to <laughs> see more Eleven, and the show was not giving me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think episode seven only did, like, did three things. First, it just kind of told the audience that there are more of the like child experiment uh, well wait but they people. did that they did that in the first episode the first they scene did, right the setup like, right it would have been like, great like if they, they, had to bring if that they left it at that like interesting i, I would have been totally fine with the payoff of that being next season hmm. that basically it just start, starts off at the beginning you're like wait what what's happening and then the end of the season comes and you're like wait a minute, we didn't hear about this person and then you're excited about the next one, you know? Yeah. Do you watch Leftovers? No. Okay, yeah, okay, because they kind of did something like that. Like, the, the the season always opens with something completely unrelated mm. and then they never address it. And only at the end you kind of have some some payback. But anyway, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I guess. But the last thing that the episode did and kind of it's like a maybe a setup for season three is throwing out that that maybe uh dr brenner is alive yeah maybe maybe not i don't i didn't that was not clear to me but to be honest even if he was alive i didn't care i didn't connect that with him as a bad guy really like well fine like yeah I don't care like 
it was just weird, right? Because it's, again, I feel like, okay, that's an interesting idea. This idea that he might still be alive. The way that you did that, I thought was a bad way, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I don't love this episode, and hopefully there's not going to be more (laughs) of that. Um, I hope they (laughs) sort of learned their lesson there. Um, But other than that, certain things was amazing, and I absolutely love this show, and I cannot wait for next year. I would hope that it's... again like i'm drawing a lot of parallels here with star wars um but i almost hope that they kind of lock in this kind of schedule that every year for halloween we get a new season of stranger things like that would be amazing that is dangerous though but sure that would be great that's dangerous (laughs) but i would love that okay we should finish up with recommendations Oh yeah. True. Do you, sir? Do you have any? I do. Um, so my recommendation this week is um, I don't even know what to call it, really. <laughs> um, so it's a a wait. How do they call it? Yeah, uh, they don't really call it anything. But basically, uh, every year for around the around christmas time cards against humanity does something funny or crazy or a mix of both um uh, <laughs> and they did it again this year um so <laughs> it's a um kind of a product slash hilarious initiative that they're doing <laughs> uh, and they're calling it cards against humanity saves america um and basically um it, what they say is that uh, we're in 2017 and the government is being run by a toilet and we have no choice but to let Cards Against Humanity save America. Um, so what you do is um, you give, give them 15 bucks um, and they will send you uh, by mail a bu- basically a bunch of crap through December. Uh, there are like funny things basically making fun of um the current uh, president of the united states um and uh they've also done things to (laughs) try to make america better so for example they bought a giant land uh on the border of uh uh, between the United States and Mexico <laughs> uh, to basically prevent a wall from being built there. And they've hired a uh, lawyer to help fight any illegal uh, threats <laughs> and stuff. Um, yeah, I feel like they, they, they just bought that to prevent the wall from being built there. Right. And I, I, I think they're going to share, like everyone who buys this like also owns, co-owns the land. That was not clear, but at least from the video, that's the idea that I got. Which is is great. So so anyway, like this is hilarious. Obviously, like this is probably not going to save America, uh, but I I definitely bought it. Um, I love the stuff that Cards Against Humanity does. um, And it's kind of a fun way to like kind of celebrate like the holidays, I guess. I I bought one of their sort of packages like this a couple of years ago, um, and they bought a, an island <laughs> that time uh, that they named Hawaii 2.0, um, 
and they basically <laughs> uh, hid a, a treasure on the island, and there was a bunch of clues in the the like stuff that they would send you in the mail for how to retrieve it and how to open it, and it turned out into like this big quest to like uh, conquer and 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 get the the treasure chest. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I always find these things really fun. And yeah, I'm under no assumption that this is actually going to save America. Like, don't worry about it. Uh, I know it's purely like a commercial thing. And I bought it because I know it, it'll be fun. So yeah, check it out. Quick disclaimer. This is only valid for people who live in either the United States or Canada. All right, your turn. Okay, my recommendation this week is one episode of one show and that show is mr robot uh this is episode four of uh, season three it's uh at the time of this recording the last episode came out and it is an absolute piece of art this is an amazing episode just like the whole show uh mr robot i don't know if, if you're aware or not is a great show i totally recommend that one um season two had like some lows but i i, I still think they finished strong anyway season three is uh turning out to be one of the best seasons and this episode is amazing like it's it was shot as if it was like one single take of course there's like editing uh, really? magic uh. but kind of like birdman right right um, the episode is called runtime error and it is like i don't want to spoil anything um some you know has some context of, of previous episodes but like you're seeing uh Elliot as like he's crashing like he's he's a computer program and he's having having some runtime error so something is wrong and he's a bit stuck mm. and you as the audience are trying to debug the situation right damn and <laughs> okay that sounds really good <laughs> i don't want to say anymore nice. yeah, uh, like if you it, if you watch this show i just want to recommend this episode in particular you should should clearly see it if you never watched mr robot well i would recommend you start watching it and start from season one episode one and when you get to this episode you have a treat yeah i recommend you. it too i'd say like i don't know if, if you think this is fair but i'd say watch the first episode if you don't like it it's fine because <laughs> uh, i don't think this is necessarily for everybody um but mm. know that like the show is purposefully like trying to make you feel the way other people feel about Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> this show, like, the way it's shot, like, sometimes it defies every single, like, uh, like, standard or, like, rules of cinema. Right. Like, you know how when you're shooting, like, you're framing someone talking to someone else, you kind of like leave room in the frame for where the people is looking at, you know, I don't know if this makes sense, Yeah. but like they frame this show in such weird ways. They have some weird transitions. Like this is a very um, different show. And I feel like the only thing that uh, kind of like sets them like in a weird and complicated position is that now they have the, uh, the, the, they're famous for having a big twist at the end of a season. Yeah. And so like, I feel like now they have to have that. Um, 
So the last episode, like season finale, is always like a shocker. And I mm. felt like with season two, they were like, okay, we have to have something crazy at the end. Yeah. And maybe that tainted the whole season a little bit. Yeah, I but hope they don't do it again. They anyway. don't do it again. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope too. <laughs> okay, we got to the end of the show. I thought this was going to be a short one, but it's actually one of the longest <laughs> shows since the reboot. Yeah. Um, so you can you can reach out to us if you want to suggest new topics for us to talk about or if you want to just give a shout out or ask questions, whatever. You can do that uh, by reaching out on Twitter. We are at layoutfm or you can go to spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout. Links in the show notes. You can go there on Spectrum and we have a thread for every single episode and you can um, ask questions and comment away. Uh, this week, we want to give a special shout out for listeners kevin gutowski for um for reaching out about like two episodes ago we were talking about the feeling of getting old and like trying new things and like new experiences and kevin uh, shared some very good ones over there um also b hawkins for the same and uh lastly uh shout outs for mate feldek i hope i pronounced it this time like right this time um And Ricardo Magalhães, I know I pronounced that one <laughs> perfectly, if I might say. <laughs> And lastly, Quito uh, Nogueira. Nogueira? This is Brazilian? Look at me. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I am Rafa Hari on Twitter. Kevin is Vernal Kick on Twitter. You can find all the show notes for stuff that we mentioned this episode in all of the episodes. And you can find all the other episodes and stuff and links to subscribe and Overcast. And can I ask whatever. a favor? Um, Yes, you can. Um, if you if you like the show, please tweet about it. Let other people know oh. about it. Spread oh. the word. Spread the love. That, would that mean is a, lot a crazy to me. request. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I didn't finish. Uh, you can find all of that at layout.fm. That's our website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. we don't ask. We don't ask for this, but it's like. Um, It's tricky to share and like grow your audience on a podcast because once you get to a certain size, like you kind of like like you deplete your surrounding audience in a way. <laughs> It's hard to like yeah. branch out. Right. So like if you listen to this show and hey, you're still listening to this, so you're you're one of the good ones, the good listeners. If you're still listening and if you enjoy this show, just just know that the way the best way for you to help is to just share with a friend of yours or a co-worker or someone you think might enjoy this share it's like hey yeah uh, someone check check this out check this podcast you might like it or not um <laughs> so if you want to do that we would truly deeply appreciate it um and maybe you'll get a and shout out in the next episode so who knows if you got to the end and you want to listen to more stuff and you don't have any other layout episodes to listen to check out spec.fm Spec FM is our uh, uh, it's our podcast network that we're a part of, and uh, there's a lot of great shows out there from Friends. Friends is on Spec. Yeah. No one told you that gonna be this way. All right, just kidding. All right, let's get out of here. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>